Blog Talk Radio. General Quarters, Security Condition 3. Security 3, sir. General Quarters 3, Intruder Alert. GQ 3, Intruder Alert. <laughs> oh, you're going to think Intruder Alert. Good evening and welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon, the podcast with more celebrities than the recent inauguration. Hey, This is your host and cruise director and spiritual advisor, Madam Perry, but you can call me Jennifer or Jen. I'm just glad you're here, and I want to thank everybody who continues to support, listen, share the show, uh, subscribe, because you know it's free. You can subscribe on Blog Talk Radio, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, and um, several more that I think are probably making money off of me, but I don't know about it. Uh, But yeah, that's just the cyber world we're in. So, um, but I'm grateful because it gives me a chance to meet so many people and to bring you entertainment and information and just keep you entertained because you support me. I can continue to bring cool guests like we've had, that we've got coming up and like we've got tonight. Now, um, I just wanted to say we got a lot of attention last week when we had uh, author Carrie Azara, Kenneth Kane, uh, and before that, um, Marlene Barr, and of course, a lot of people have messaged me asking about their stuff. So I'm going to say go to my social media for Madam Perry Salon on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and I will give you all the information. Uh, Marlene Barr, the author of um, um, When Trump Changed, the Feminist Science Fiction Justice League, um, deals with the outrageous orange pussy grabber. Uh, that's the Marlene Barr book. She's also in alternative uh, theologies, anthology. Um, uh, Carrie Azara's book, Caitlin's Mooring. Kenneth W. Kane, that man writes too fast to keep up with, but his latest is uh, uh, his own book, A Season in Hell. And also he contributed to, and I believe edited the latest um, tales uh, horror from uh, Crystal Lake, Tales from the Lake from Crystal Lake Publishing. And uh, so, but just keep checking the media. I'll have that for you. Now, tonight, you know, I've got a drummer that's been on here before, actually just exactly about a year ago. And he's coming back. Uh, You know him from Warrant. Uh, Let's see, he was, uh, uh, (laughs) I'm drawing a blank here. The Scorpions, of course. Scorpions, Warrant, uh, several other bands is, um, his own band, Kotak, and also from Kingdom Come, which is uh, coming back together to get the ready to go on tour starting in September. And I think they'll also be on the Monsters of Rock 2019 cruise. As an extra bonus for you tonight, because I love you, is I have got a co-host. You know, from time to time, I have co-hosts that are very interesting people in their own right. Tonight's a guy, he's an audio engineer, a composer, 
a drummer. If you live anywhere around L.A., you know him, or Redondo Beach, you know him from the hot band White Tar. And uh, the drummer's name is Campbell Irwin. Campbell, come on in to Madam Perry Salon and say hello to everybody. Thank you very much for having me today. Uh, thank you for the warm introduction. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to meet James. I'm excited to be on the podcast. Oh, good. So am I. Now, James is a little late getting here. He's probably um, still having his hair done. If you've seen any of the pictures that I've posted of him, you know, he's got that. He, he has some mighty fine 80s hair. And uh, or he could be at a tattoo parlor, but I don't think he's got a whole lot of room left for tattoos. But anyway, <laughs> um, he'll he'll be here in, in just a moment, I'm sure. But yes, I've been following your band White Tar um, uh, on Instagram and social media. And tell me about tell tell the listeners about the band because I'm following you. I'm sure a lot of other people listening have. But for people who are new to you, well, uh, we're a band from Hermosa Beach. We're made up of uh, Hermosa Beach, San Pedro, and Torrance Locals. Um, we actually have a show coming up on the 29th of this month, and uh, I'm really excited about that. And, uh, yeah, we started about two, three years ago, and, you know, we're just a couple of guys who all have our own jobs and careers who got together for a fun passion project and just love music and love playing music. All right, so this is now White Tar. What kind of how would you describe the music? I mean, I know I've listened to it um, on Bank on the, Bandcamp, you know, this, but <laughs> this question comes up a lot, and uh, like a lot of bands in uh, L.A. and in the South Bay, they're kind of hard to define with a genre. I'd say we're closest to uh, a little bit of mod in the mix, and you know, we just we like to play what we love. We like to play fast, and you know, we like to play so, every. Something that uh, everybody can dance to and have a good time with. All right, yeah, and I see your shows look um, like I listen to your music, but now the pictures I see your shows are pretty lively. Your your lead singer is a very dynamic front person. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Javad has been, uh, you know, he's kind of the forefront of the band. You know, he he brought us all together. He's the one who uh, met all of us, and uh, honestly, you know, he's really the big energy behind of a lot a lot of our songs really getting active with the crowd and uh you know it's just it's just a whole wholesome fun experience if, if you I get put that it like vibe. when i see the pictures i get that vibe when i listen definitely so um yeah you know because i met you about a year ago in redondo beach but i didn't get to hear you play that weekend so uh the next time I'm out, I gotta plan my trips better. Or you guys need to go on tour, like uh, Atlanta, Asheville. You know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I wish a lot of the guys in our band all ha- are actually, uh, you know, lo- have long-standing careers. My singer job is actually in law school. Uh, my guitarists and bassists have their own careers and uh, their various trades. And I myself have uh, pushed for audio engineering and composition. But we, we love to get together every weekend for practice. We have a show about once every two weeks. We usually play out in Hermosa. And it's just a good way to kind of separate ourselves from work and uh, really let loose some energy and, like, you know, creative way. 
<laughs> All right. I like it. What are your uh, crowds like? Are they dancing crowds? So sometimes these days, you know, there will sometimes be, that seems to go in fads. There might be years when people don't dance to music and then they do dance. I see a lot more people dancing now. What are your crowds like? Uh, we definitely have a dancing crowd. Our our music is really lively and uh, people people like to get wild with it. You know, we started a few mosh pits at a few bars that weren't too happy about it, but <laughs> you know what? Uh, <laughs> but you know, we like to get the crowd moving. We like to get the people going. We like to make sure everybody has a fun time, and you know, we like to rock faces. Yeah, I keep knowing Sometimes I watch I watch the live concert videos of uh, the band Heim, and I don't know if you've ever seen them. It's the three sisters and the tallest one. The tallest one, the bass player, I mean, she'll just jump out and go crowd surfing. And I think if she's the only one that wears a skirt, she's in a mini skirt, she's out there crowd surfing. And you know, thousands of people are thinking, that's a lot of faith in your audience, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly. But, I mean, you know, if you have an audience that's willing to catch you and you jump off, you know, like, you know you've got it set. <laughs> And uh, it's, it's, I definitely can say that, you know, they, they, they know their audience. They know that people are there to see them. And, uh, you know, I love crowd surfing. I, I get it. I understand it. Oh, you, you your crowd supports you physically? Uh, yeah, they, they – well, uh, yeah, they do. I mean, a lot of people that come out are, you know, friends and family. But the people who uh, – you know, our locals who haven't seen us before, uh, you know, we get a lot of people come up afterwards tell us how, how great and amazing we are and how we're going to be rock stars. And, you know, I'm always like, I don't know about all that, but, you know, <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> well, you know, one thing, I'll, I'll, um, maybe you can help me out on this. Um, I, t- I put out information on my uh, business website as a, as a publicist that, you know when people have all this stuff at Christmas time, like oh, what to get writers yeah. or musicians for Christmas gifts, mm-hmm. and it's always something like a, a coffee mug that says, "I'm a musician, I'm a writer," something like "I'm a writer, send chocolate," "I'm a musician," you know, whatever. And I tell people they got coffee cups, they got stuff like that. Get them things like um, gift cards for travel, like gas, restaurants. You can even get Delta and Southwest airline gift cards. You know, give us stuff like yeah, that they can I mean, really use. What do you think? Do you yeah. agree? Or? Uh, well, yeah, you're, you're definitely right. I mean, uh, we get paid for our shows, but uh, definitely, definitely not enough to live on. Uh, food and gas are the essentials to a rock star lifestyle. <laughs> That's true. That's true. People forget about that. Um, so... Yeah. Uh, I heard the comedian Michael Connolly say today, you know, I got work, I get a gig. I'm thinking it cost me, you know, three three euros to get, you know, or three pounds to get uh, how many kilometers, and then you get there, and then you get paid with a sandwich or something. So he goes, how how does this job work? So yeah, yeah, you really want to support them. Don't get them yeah. a coffee mug. They got plenty. So and what else would you say? <laughs> I, I well, know you didn't I, think I was going to dig into your life, but we're waiting for James to finish getting on, you know, deciding no, what he's okay. going to wear I'm, tonight. <laughs> it's okay. I'm ready for it. You know, if okay. I if I couldn't handle myself under pressure, I shouldn't be a musician. That's the truth of it. Uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, as far as gifts go, I mean, I know a lot of people are into the whole idea of 
you know, surprise me with that or like, you know, get me something that I would want, but I don't want to tell you about it. Uh, as a musician, I would say, you know, I know what gear I need and, you know, I know what, <laughs> what equipment goes on what. And it's just best if you ask. That's the key. Just, you know, just ask them. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that way you can feel good that you've got that right. Well, listen, we're, you know, we're live right now. This show is a little later than we normally do because we were uh, wanted to accommodate uh, James's schedule. He's on a pretty big media tour uh, mm-hmm. as well, promoting the band's tour. And so this is, you know, we're usually on the air a couple of hours earlier. But if my people are up this late and you want to talk to James tonight or me, definitely if you want to talk to Campbell Irwin, call, just give mm-hmm. us a call, 646 646- Seven one six nine nine two two. That number again, six four six seven one six nine nine two two. Blog Talk Radio assures me it's a toll free call in the continental U.S. And you know what else, Campbell? When I check my stats here on Blog Talk Radio, it tells me the five countries where I get the most listeners and subscribers. And it's always incredible. Lay them out for me. I'm going to do that right now, Mac Daddy. Here you go. Number one is always the U.S. Um, number two is always the U.K. And then after oh, that okay. is uh, Europe and Australia, sometimes Japan. And are you ready? Kazakhstan. I'm ready. Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Yeah. That, you know, that honestly surprised me. You know, with England and Australia and stuff like that, I was like, okay, you know, they're they're all native English-speaking countries. I understand, you know, like, they they want to, you know, like, it makes sense that they would be into this podcast, but Kazakhstan, I would never guess. You know, I, I've tried to sort that one out. And, uh, and uh, you know, you got somebody on that's, that's maybe from Australia or from the Netherlands or somewhere, then usually you all have a spike in that area from people that they know, their fans and so forth. Mm-hmm. But um, the only thing I can come up with is I know my husband is in the satellite communications and broadcast business and has been mm-hmm. for a long time. And most of the people in that business all around the world all know each other. But uh, satellites are usually launched, most of them are launched from Kazakhstan because of where it's located on the globe. So that's the closest you know, I can actually, it's funny, it's funny you should say that. Um, I went to college with a man who was born and raised in Kazakhstan on one such like uh, military satellite installation. And so shout, shout out to my friend Blake Altberg from Pennsylvania. <laughs> Uh, you know, you're giving me that Kazakhstan knowledge. Yeah, that's uh, see, yeah, the things you learn here. You know, um, I try to bring information and entertainment. I try to be the connector. By the way, if uh, any of your friends, or if you're able to do this right now, Campbell, or if any of your bandmates, friends, family, are able to do this, uh, please send me either by email or by messenger on Facebook. And by the way, if you can't call in, you can always send a message to me, uh, Jennifer Maudette Perry on Facebook, because a lot of people do that where they have questions and they maybe they're working at a day job and can't get on the phone. Uh, they'll message in a question or something like that. And uh, 
So message me and the questions you have, but also if somebody could message in or email to me uh, a song by White Tar, an MP3 that I could load up here and play. Oh, absolutely. I can get that done for you. Okay, good, good. I'll be I'll, I'll be watching for it. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, we can have some uh I mean, I've got music here I can play, but as long as you're here, I'd rather play your music on this. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, how would I How would I get that to you? <laughs> well, yeah, um you could email. I can give you the email address. Mm-hmm. It's jperry at lonewolf.com. That's net. Or if you find me on Facebook, um, I know your mom and stepdad know my uh, messenger on the Facebook. They could send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you think that they said they were going to listen? I don't know. No, no. I, they, they're listening. Oh, they would not miss this for the world. Okay, they're not gonna. I was seeing if they're gonna call in with a with a Baba Booey or something. You know, somebody can put down the wine long enough to do a. <laughs> I had a what's the guy's name on here once, um, Larry Johnson, and he's one of the uh, newer writers for MST three thousand. Are you a fan of that at all? MST three thousand. I'm I'm not familiar. Oh, you. You dear young man, something's been left out of your education. MST3K. Okay, <laughs> we'll have to get on that. But yeah, he kept saying, somebody calling a Baba Booey. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> Look, this is, this oh, is a family yeah, show. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you know, my my friends have all done that kind of stuff to me, but I was I never knew what the, the, the source was. <laughs> <laughs> so true, so true. So, yeah, calling your – yeah, Give us a call. Tell us what you want to hear about. Tell us that you want to hear some white tar music. And definitely, you know, maybe I'll just have to give James a call. Um, I sent him a message saying, quit fiddling with your hair and and call in. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, these showbiz type, I tell him it's an audio podcast. But nobody, yeah, nobody yeah, listens to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could come in in your uh, sweatpants and a tank top, and I, I don't think people would even be able to judge you for that. <laughs> no, no, you don't have to. You know, you can't see what's going on. Although, actually, one night the corgis got into a fight, and I happened to have on a guy that was a one of the most popular. Um, True crime writers. He's had several televisions on ID Discovery, Escape, and stuff like that. And he thought it was dogfight. And um, I guess he figured being in Atlanta, I might have been near Mike Vick's, Michael Vick's house and, you know, whatever. And, and he would not believe it wasn't a dogfight. And I tried to tell him it's just a cockfight down the street, but he still didn't listen. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh God. Let me see how I'll pull up James's number. So what um now when I guess I'll be the summer, you guys, you know, you're working with the, you and the guys in White Tar and for people that yeah. are just tuned in, yeah. give us the name of all the musicians and what they do, what they play. Okay, perfect. Well, our current lineup right now, uh my singer is Jav. He is a uh, law student right now, actually, but he's the singer of my band, a uh, really cool dude, you know, pretty crazy, gets wild on stage, isn't afraid to jump in the crowd. Uh, 
My guitarist is a man named uh, Anoush. He's a guy I've known for a long time, and he is in a couple other pretty popular local bands, uh, Skeleton Bay and Righteous Wave. They've, they've been playing around here for a lot longer than White's Heart, but he's our guitarist. He's a strong front man. He, he knows his way around most of Beach, and we have a good time uh, going through the different spots with him. And our newest member is our bassist, Joe, a guy from San Pedro, a really nice guy, extremely skilled bassist, uh, kind of quiet, but definitely brings the power when he's on stage. <laughs> All right. That's the quick lineup, so, the white tar lineup. That's, that's it. You know, there's so many people always have a, you know, each each uh, band position member you know, they always have jokes. I don't know if you've heard all the jokes about them. The bass player, you know. Um, oh, I've, he probably, I've heard all the stereotypes. Oh, really? And, oh, and yeah. the bass players are supposed to be the most unusual of all, but I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, honestly, I think that our band is filled with such weird people to begin with. Uh, Joe is actually probably our most normal person. Uh, weirdly enough. (laughs) But, uh, no, uh, definitely some of the stereotypes hold up. I'll admit, you know, as the drummer, I do up, I do show up late a lot, even though I take the longest for me to set up. And, uh, you know, the guitarist is always trying to put, uh, you know, crazy solos that are too complicated for, you know, his own good and, you know. (laughs) Our singer, our singer definitely keeps his head in the clouds and his eye on the prize and his dream to be a rock star very, very forthcoming. So we definitely fit those uh, those stereotypes. <laughs> okay, yeah, a friend of mine used to uh, play drums sometime with the band. Um, it was an old band called Kansas. You might not have heard of. And um, I have definitely heard of Kansas. They were huge. Oh. Okay, just yeah, you never know. Uh, but mm-hmm. he said they would do this whenever I'm he a, walked. I'm a young guy, but I yeah, I got my music knowledge down. You've got a pretty good knowledge horizon. Mm, I try. Which, uh, I'm not really surprised at though, but that you but you do. But he said whenever he would walk in, the drummer would walk into rehearsal, or whatever, that they would say, okay, so there were these uh, three musicians and a drummer. You know, just to, <laughs> get, just to get him worked up before they got started. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 you know, was, how can you tell when the stage is level? Oh. You know, the answer has to do with the drummer. No, tell well, me. Well, the old one was the drummer duels out of both sides of his mouth. But... <laughs> To see you. what's the That's what's so the definition? Mean. Of- I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a smart man, and I'm a composer. My music theory is probably better than a lot of people. <laughs> I'm trying to break the stereotypes. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm doing I'm my best. Sure, I'm sure you are. Yeah. There's a. a um, let's see. What was the other? What's, what's the definition of a gentleman? Uh, That's someone who knows how to play the banjo but doesn't. What? Know how to 
that doesn't play the banjo. He knows how to play the banjo, but he doesn't because he's a gentleman. He's courteous. Um, oh, okay. Or how about me? I've had a, I had a jazz band for several years. We played a lot. We traveled. And so I'll have to use the chick singer joke. How do you know when there's a chick singer okay. at the door? How? Any how? idea? She can't find the key and doesn't know when to come in. <laughs> well, uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't know you were a jazz artist. I actually got my roots in uh, jazz music. I started off as a jazz drummer. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard you a jazz drummer. Who were your favorite jazz players? Oh, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a big fan of the old schools. You know, I love I love uh, old school Miles Davis. You know, I like his I like. I like his new stuff, but more of the old stuff. Uh, I'm a big fan of Walter Wanderlei, and uh, you know, um, just a lot of the old cocktail jazzes. But a lot of the jazz I played was just basic real book stuff, you know, the standards. I was in a uh, four-piece jazz combo uh, right out of high school. We played around the area at rich, fancy social events. But it was, you know, it was pretty cool. I got in my beater car, put on the only suit that I own, and uh, jumped into the gig with a bunch of people who were, you know, their 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 caviar probably cost more than my whole outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know those gigs. Um, <laughs> indeed, there was uh, yeah, all the all the stories. Okay, um, yeah. I just sent you a friend request on Facebook, so if you can message me a, a an MP3 of your song, and so just yeah, in I'm case, trying so to get I, the uh, MP3 together. Yeah, or message, and I'm going to just give James a little phone call here. So why don't we just do that? See where he is. Yes, I hope he, um, hope he didn't get lost. He's been here before. Of course, when I had him on before, I was broadcasting from Amsterdam. God only knows he might have taken a wrong turn. So let's see. Now, if you one of those people who can tell from the tones what numbers I'm dialing, well, <laughs> well, then he should have been here sooner. So. <laughs> So we'll uh, see what's going on. (laughs) Oh, dear. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message Uh. system. One eight two. Uh oh. Okay, I had to cut it off before the number gave out. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's okay. You know, we're having a good time together anyway. I'm having a good time, and if anybody wants to call in and have a good time with me and Campbell Irwin, please do. Uh, the number is six four six seven one six nine nine two two. Oh, I've got a. Uh, I'm just going to give you the short version. I've got a bass player story too. Is that uh, my husband okay. when he was in college? Okay. They, they a bunch of guys lived together. They were in college and they had a band, and the bass player was upstairs. And all of a sudden, he began thinking somebody was coming in his room. He started putting foil over the windows and stuff like that, getting really spooked. Started putting up cross crucifixes. Thought he was being haunted or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
it got so bad, you know, his girlfriend broke up with him and a lot of friends um, just couldn't deal with him. Okay, fast forward about 35 years later. Uh, oh, wow. My, hu- my husband runs into one of the guys and says something about, yeah, wasn't that awful about, I can't remember, wasn't that awful about what happened to him and the guy? Well, fast forward from that, Denton says, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And the guy said, tells the story. What actually happened was there was another guy who was a, a, a return a Vietnam vet, and he had PTSD, although they didn't call it that back then, didn't treat it that. And because of the problems he was having, his family wouldn't let him live with them anymore. His parents threw him out. So he had seen this guy, and he says, where are you staying? He goes, oh, I'm staying with these college kids over there that live in this house. Only they don't know that I'm staying there when they go to school every day. Then I go in, <laughs> you know, sleep, <laughs> get something to eat, and then I leave before time for them to come home. <laughs> this dude has been thinking his house was haunted for his entire college career. Not, not only that, <laughs> but 35 a- years later, the guy still didn't know it. His girlfriend broke up exactly. with him. Yeah. No way. <laughs> I mean, you think all these years, he's probably been saying, you know, when I was in college, I was staying in this room, and it was, my dorm room was haunted. Or, I mean, the house I was living in was haunted. Because, yeah, he had the whole thing, the tin foil on the walls and, and windows. <laughs> well, okay, listen. I, I'm, I'm not a, a, a wholehearted believer in the supernatural but I cannot say that I would have done any different if I was in that guy's shoes. Yeah. I mean, you know, if if freaky stuff starts happening, you know, I, I'm willing to believe anything. <laughs> really? Well, yeah, you don't know what. Who knows what's out there? Although there are, there is. I'll have to say there is uh, one particular. Um, uh, publicity or author publicity agency that sends me a lot of their clients to have on the show and then one day they called me they said oh my god we know we had someone so booked on your show last night and we called to see how it went and they said they forgot about it why didn't you tell me and i just said um mandy every time you book a psychic on my show they never show up the first time and we always have to book them i just figured it was a thing about psychics maybe uh, your studio process <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't if, know. If, uh, I, all the horror writers, I pardon. I uh, I actually I actually have a ghost story to add to your portfolio. Of, I was about uh, to ask if you had one. Yeah, okay. I do. I, I I got a pretty good one. Uh, hold right. on to your seat, folks. This is going to be a wild ride. Okay, let me let me so, lock my seat because sometimes the dog tries to make my seat go up and down. So hold on a second. Okay, I'm locked in. I'm locked. Okay. The light's on now. Well, okay. when I was very young, I was visiting my great aunt who lives in Florida with my mother, and I think my little brother was there too, but he wasn't in the room when this event occurred. Now, my great aunt's husband, Uncle Brad, had just passed away. And we were going through uh, some of his stuff. And um, now my, my great uncle uh, was a great fan of very fancy wine. And he always was talking about it. And the one thing I really remember about him 
and we were sitting uh, in front of, we were sitting in the living room. My great aunt was there with all of the documents going through it. My mom was helping, and her wine glass was on the other end of the coffee table, just out of reach. All of a sudden, there was a lull in the conversation, and the wine glass starts sliding across the table. And and uh, one of my uncle, other relatives who was uh, there was saying, was reached out to catch it. You know, he's like, oh, the, the table's on a slant. It's going to fall. And my grand aunt reaches out her hand and says, no. And I swear to God, the, gli- the glass hits the end of the table, makes a 90-degree turn, and slides directly towards her where she can reach it. No. And, did you think uh, <laughs> this? I I on my life I saw this happen. I was young. I could have been. I could have just been freaking myself out. But I like to think that my uncle came down that day just to t- say what's up to us one last time. <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, that's why I wanted to know if you were there because I kept thinking, uh, you know, I was thinking Campbell. You know how old people they get to drinking and they think they see things. They just told you that story or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe but, it's to uh, scare I you one night, but but you sober. Saw... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did any, yeah. did, did, Incredible. Was, did anybody Incredible. see surprised? Uh. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the only thing that happened was my, my great aunt looked up, uh, picked up the wine, and took a sip, and uh, we never really talked about it again. I mean, a day later, I brought it up with my parents and said, that was pretty crazy, right? But they, they didn't really want to admit that something paranormal had just happened. You know, my my mind was a little, a little younger, a little more open to the idea, but... Uh, you know, I I still hold to this day. I witnessed I witnessed some spiritual activity. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know yeah. what to Call say. Me but if Call you me know it, you, I mean, I've got no I've got no reason so far to think that you would imagine it or see anything. You haven't had any blackouts or anything by that age, had you? I I haven't had any blackouts yet, and I hope to continue that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, let's keep it that way. So, hmm, yeah, I think I think a lot of things happen. I think a lot of things uh, that I see or hear from people are, you know, um, just shams. Um, but then again, I think the real legit situations people don't really carry on about. Because, uh, you know, like I play, well, um, there's a. I mean, uh, sorry not to interrupt you, but, uh, oh, you know. I think that in uh, like cases such as that and other moments where people feel paranormal activity or whatever, you know, see whatever they believe they, they, they think they saw, uh, you know, I think that for us in that moment, it was a very emotional time. Uh, we had just pa- lost somebody who was really important to us. Uh, for a lot of people who have these situations, uh, you know, usually they happen after a traumatic event has happened in their family. And I'm not willing to discount my uh, my want for that to be true, for it to actually have been the spirit of my uncle there in the room with me that day and I think for a lot of people that's what they need and whether or not it happened it kind of gave me a little bit of closure and I, I think that's what matters 
Yeah, I think so. I think uh, I agree. And I think a lot of things like that happen. I think, I don't think when we die that it's over. You know, I think there's something, spirit or whatever. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I think reincarnation mm-hmm. is possible. And I think uh, sometimes people have felt a little guiding hand from somebody. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of stories that sounded very legitimate to me. Then again, on the other side, there's the things like uh, uh, we were playing at a party, a Halloween party. My band was playing, and it was at this place called Vanderclute Film and Television, big film and TV business in Atlanta. And uh, okay. they had okay. all kinds of things going on. Like in one room, they had old horror movies, and another one, you know, dancing. In another one, they had somebody who would, you know, palm readers. They had somebody who would... Uh, draw a picture of you from one of your past lives. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, people who are psychic say, look, not everybody's, you know, a reincarnated queen or um, genius or something like that. <laughs> not, I mean, well, I like to believe I was somebody important. Well, yeah, well, you could, you know, but, but do you really think that you were, you know, like um, King Tut or somebody or. It, Something like that, or um, I don't know, John Lennon, whatever, come back. But I remember somebody saying, well, go in there. They'll draw the picture of you from your past life. And I said, you know, I'm not really sure they can do that. But if they can, I can promise you this. I do not want a picture of me from a lifetime when I did not have a good eye cream. There is no way. So, you know, <laughs> that's not going to happen. You know, and they're going, oh, but, but they, they'll get your aura. You can see your, they can see your aura. And I said, well, I think that's the first sign of glaucoma. So I wouldn't care about that either. <laughs> I think as long as you draw. That's crazy. I, you know what? I, I, I get it. I get it. I don't know if I was. I don't know if I would want to see a picture of the past life. I know I understand. <laughs> no, I was going to say, no, I'm sure that I was a two-foot, you know, dwarf with a lot of warts back then. You know, you're missing something. Nobody's going to you just, you know, you're just trying yeah, to I don't know. Uh, bl- I don't, uh, poke up my I don't ancestry. I see what I looked like before toilet paper. Are you well? Are you going to send me some music to play? I've I've just got a. Well, I'm I'm having trouble honestly getting the MP3. All I can do is pull it off Bandcamp right now. I don't have my access to my computer at the location that I'm at. Okay, somewhere you've got to have some uh, some uh, fans, roadies, band members, sycophants, uh, chills to do that kind of thing for you. They're out there. Well, uh, let me let me see if I can get this to you. Keep keep stalling, keep stalling. I'll figure it out. Oh, don't worry, I can stall. Oh, guess I can. In fact, I've got a message. While you're doing that, I've got a message from somebody about the show, and uh, this will be about a minute. It's uh, I know we're not a this is not a sports show tonight, but um, yeah, here's a message from somebody I think everybody knows. So Chuck, talk to us about Fisdale being the Knicks new coach what's your uh thoughts on that well well I'll, I'll tell you right now Ernie, it don't matter who gonna coach this team they don't got no talent on they it and i don't i don't really feel i talk That's as truth. i don't feel i talk about the knicks right now talk about lunch no <laughs> what would you like to talk about chuck see Ernie, i've been listening to a podcast <laughs> called madame paris salon 
And I think Jennifer Perry, she's a great host. I mean, she got all these bestseller authors, Rostar, all the different comedians. What about people that don't have rings? Here we go. I got real fun. But I think she's great. And I think people would love her show. She got a great laugh. She make the laugh come out of nowhere, like an eagle come in there and just steal the whole show. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's not terrible. And wow, sometimes, oh, thanks. I was pretty pleased with it. Yeah, sometimes the best you can hope for is it's not terrible. And uh, by the way, James Kotak, if you're out there and just goofing off and not coming in, I've got something for you. <laughs> uh-huh. That's, that's what happens. Just saying. Um yeah, psych is kind of weird. You know, back when uh, in the days before CDs, I remember when I wasn't gigging, I was trying to get a booking agent, and I kept sending out my my tapes. And then finally, this agent called me, and she said, "I'm going to book you for a party as a palm reader." And I thought she didn't even look at my stuff. She didn't even listen, or she'd know I'm not a palm reader. And she then she says, "I know you're not a palm reader, but if we send Madame Bell, who was a very famous palm reader in Atlanta at the time, she's going to tell them they're all going to die and just bring down the party." And it was a stockbroker's convention that met every year in Atlanta. So I got a book on palm reading that cost about $11, read it. And, you know, I think if you've ever worked with people, um, you can pretty well read people. I think anybody who's been a hairdresser or worked in retail or customer service, you get to where you can read people pretty well. So with a few tricks like that and just, you know, observing people, um, I did it. And I was, I was, uh, they brought me back like every year for a long time. And uh, wow. every once in a while, somebody would come up to me, even after I said it, and they go, well, somebody must have told you that, because I know you're a fraud. And I'd be thinking, well, <laughs> no hawk, Sherlock. I know that, too. <laughs> but <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and for anybody that would be freaked out about somebody reading tarot cards, and I also had a set of Garfield uh, Go Fish cards, and would put, well, what about these? You know, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, it was fun. You know, you you got a little stick. You know, you turn a buck. That's the way show business. Mm, 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 mm. But yeah, unfortunately, I uh, the original MP3s are in the possession of my my singer. I'm still going to try to get a hold of them for you, but it might be more towards the end of this this episode. Well, I'll tell you what. Do you like um, do you like steampunk? I I am actually a a big fan of steampunk uh, or steampunk. I kind of got into it after the Leviathan series. Uh, it's a book series I read when I was younger, and uh, no, mm-hmm. I'm a fan. I'm into it. All right, good. I have a lot of steampunk guests on, and I have some coming soon. Actually, I've got Madame Askew and the Grand Arbiter, but I've had uh, like if you know uh, John Strangeway, the original steampunk Boba Fett, and. Uh, Thomas Williford and Amy Wilder, and they're one of the best makers. And they were the judges uh, on that steampunk show where people had to make things and do that. And I well, was a speaker like at, Face Off at Wilder. Or, uh, Project Runway. Yeah, yes, that's it. I was uh, um, I did a, a presentation at Wild Wild Westcom back in March, and so I've got a little pop. Um, I got a little song by Poplock Homes, spelled H O L M E S. Poplock Home. Uh, I guess you know something about Sherlock Holmes too, don't you? Uh, and the you show. know, as much as the next guy. Yeah, 
Oh, God, I know. Um, Hound of the Baskervilles, that movie used to keep me and my brothers scared every time it came on. Well, this is Poplock Holmes with Pound of the Baskervilles. So just sit back and relax and enjoy. A Friday night when one like no other with lightning strikes and thunder. When a sound to beat the drowned of the pounding, and no doubt we found out just what made the sound. See a hound pounding out made sounds that drowned every ounce of the thunder and sounds from the clouds. A pound so deep, our insides were shaken and taken aback when the beast kept breaking. Three beastly heads all barking back, their rumbling bass made the walls crack. Bricks tumbled down, and there was a castle surrounding the beast. And down in the rafters, out of the timbers came pounds and shivers. Our spines of your face still clutching their mothers. The base welled up, the walls came down, the beast got up, and hell went down. We grappled on top of the toppled remains of the castle that tumbled under the strain. The sound that he made shoot me right to my kidney. I thought I was lost when it suddenly hit me. Pop, lock, and drop that bass. Run the scenes in the place. Pop, drop, and lock it up. Music for the steampunk. Lock and drop that bass Run DMC's in the place Pop, drop and lock it up With music for the steampunks Now that hound took a pounding I sounded least Back up pounding, confounding me. I dodged, I weaved, I skimmed, I skirmed. But the beast had a head. Whenever I turned, I couldn't get free. I couldn't get out. I turned to Watson. Go on, get out. I'll keep on busy while you get away. The music lived on. My beats must play. So we clashed, we collided, igniting the spark. The bass, the beast, the beat, the art. This wasn't a beast, but the bass that was beating. You can't beat the bass or the beat that the beast brings. So I stood tall and I let the beast eat me. The bass started beating. The second that he bit me, you can't kill the pop lock. I'm like Obi Wan. To let the beast drop and pop lock Pop lock and drop that bass Run the scenes in the place Pop drop and lock it up Music for the steampunks Lock and drop that bass Run DMC's in the place Pop drop and lock it up With music for the steampunks I love steampunk. How'd you like that? You know, I've never really gotten into steampunk music, but that definitely opened a door for me. <laughs> well, when I was at um, uh, Wild Wild West Con in March, uh, the band playing that night was uh, Abney Park. And definitely, if you get a chance to see them live, see Abney Park. But you could also check them out on YouTube, but it's uh, but the live show is, is Magnificent. It's very high energy. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. see it. Um, you, we're going to have to, um, 
We're just going to have to get you book, get white tar booked on here very soon, probably in the next few weeks Absolutely. if you guys have time. Yeah. Oh, oh, I will yeah. send you. Is Madam this a good Barry, time? I'm thinking about. things for you. What? Sorry? I said anything for you. You want us oh. on our show? We'll be there. You Rain, speed, or shine. Wonderful, you wonderful man. Um, <laughs> you delightful man. I'm just so glad I got to meet you in person, too, once. So, uh, not that you probably remember it. Oh, I do remember, absolutely. Yeah, because I think when I was talking, the song was playing um, um, Daft Punk, Get Lucky. And yep. I told you not, I said, my right around the Campbell. time it come out. <laughs> yeah, I said, uh, I said, Campbell, my advice to you is don't stay up all night to get lucky. If you're not lucky by 10 o'clock, go ahead, go home, get some sleep. That was that was well, all that's I had to say. Well, kind of hard for me as a me as a drummer because I usually don't start until ten. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, then I stand corrected. You've cleared all this up for me now. Um, you've crystallized completely. So, uh, wow, this has been a revelation. Um, Yes, yeah, so I will send you some dates. We'll book it. And this is much later than I normally do the show, but I'm a night owl. I think this works for me. And if this works, you know, it's a good time for you, we're going to start moving the show well, over later. Well, you know, it, it's really about the listeners, honestly. They are the lifeblood of this program. And uh, I want to thank everybody who's listening right now for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. And I know some of the people out there that are listening, I've got um, – um, Let's see, Mimi and Dana, they're listening. I know Vinny's listening. I know Carrie is listening for sure. I know Susan and Will are listening. And, um, yeah, and to everybody else that I don't know, thank you so very much. Yeah, you, you, they, they make it worthwhile and make me feel, feel like I'm doing something, um, something good, something good for everybody. So we'll yeah. pick out a date. We don't know what happened to James Kotak. Maybe he was trying to get into a pair of leather pants and, you know, jumped around and uh, trying to get both legs uh, maybe on. Maybe he and... got into a freak uh, hairdryer accident. <laughs> Anything's possible. Well, you know what? I am going to close out. Next time I'll see speaking yes, music. Next time I'll have um, uh, plenty of time. Get your music up. We'll get White Tar here. By the way, folks, coming soon, we've got... Um, um, Madame Askew and the Grand Arbiter coming soon. We've got, oh, let me flip over the page. We've got uh, some of the more of the horror writers from Crystal Lake Publishing, Tommy B. Smith, and uh, several writers from the newest anthology, Tales from the Lake, as well as, who's going to be here, August McLaughlin. She's a podcaster, but she's also the author of the book Girl Boner. And, um, August is going to be here, and that'll be a fun show. I'm reading her book now. And so I'm going to close out with actually one of my songs because my drummer on here. Uh, Do you you mind if I uh, shamelessly promote before you close out real here? I I would be honored. Awesome. Hi, what's going on? Thank you guys for having me on the show tonight. I, uh, I'm with my, you can see me around town. I live in LA. If you live in LA, please, 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 uh, 
Come to our next show. That is on April 29th at the Hermosa Beach Saloon, if you can make it out. I think we play at 9 o'clock. Uh, if you want the full details for all that, you can check us out at White Tar Band on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, well, thank you guys for having me, and uh, I'm, I really loved being on here. I'm excited to come on here as the, the special guest next time. Oh, yeah, definitely, and I'm glad you were here tonight. And so what's the date on that gig again? That is August, or uh, I'm sorry, September 29th, the end of this month. Okay, because you said April, I think, before, so I want to make sure we got yeah, that in there. I, yes, <laughs> sorry. It's, I, I, I'm bad at remembering things. It's all on Instagram. Just follow us on Instagram. <laughs> okay, and if you're interested and, and you didn't get all that down, I will be sharing uh, information uh, so, uh, for social media for White Tar Band on my social media, Madam Perry Salon on Instagram and on Twitter and here on Facebook. And by the way, on this song, it starts off with the drums. We'll just I'll just play a part as we're, as we're signing out. But my drummer on here was uh, a guy that played with me for a while um, till he left me for India RE. I was, he was my drummer between TLC and India RE. But uh, his name's Forrest Robinson, and the song is Everybody's Got to Swing. And don't forget, I'll be sending, I'll be putting out information on White Tar Band, and everyone will know when Campbell Irwin's going to be back uh, with his band. And so this is Madam Perry saying, Everybody's Got to Swing. Everybody's got to swing. 